You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome back in Sporty Nation. We're dying laughing over all of the memes that Kat is finding here. Um, <laughs> while we are being quarantined, um, this is our 50th episode. Oh, so, it's a big 5-0. Yeah, it's a big 5-0. So thank you for coming along with us for 50 wonderful episodes. We are um, recording this after we recorded our Monday one because, you know, we're quarantined. There's no hockey. And what else do we have to do? So... Um, bringing in my wonderful co-host right now, who is currently playing with the top of a water bottle. Richard, how you doing? As you can see, I'm taking the quarantine very well. I, I almost, uh, killed Kat with a marker in the first episode, back in episode 49. Cause her I, daughter's marker. Yeah. I threw pretty much threw it at her. And now I'm playing with a bottle cap, so I'm fine. I'm Everything's take the, I'm taking the markers from you. Everything is fine. Yeah, Kat essentially lives with two children. Yes. One of which is is Richie. And when he is in trouble, he will be called Richard. Um but to introduce our second um co-host today, that is our special guest, the wonderful Catherine Silverman. That's me. That's me. We are losing our minds over here. She so. likes uh, Jesus. If you listen to Kat at the very beginning of the season, <laughs> oh, I'm she like did. Jesus. She did. Gen- I don't like Jesus. I am Jesus. Mm-hmm. So she she referenced herself as Jesus in our uh, one I'm of basically Jesus is, 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 is what I said. Is, is, yeah. Is yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm like I'm crawling up the walls here because because Izzy, my my daughter, for the listeners, um. She wanted to go to the park today, and every pediatrician I've read anything from has said that's like a coronavirus like breeding ground because it can stay on surfaces for up to like fifteen hours, and so you don't want to you don't want to go to playgrounds right now. And she was like, "Let's go to the park." I was like, "Let's not." So I'm. It's past my bedtime. I've been inside for going on. I got home at three yesterday, so going on like. Almost, we're 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 nearing forty eight hours at this point. I'm I'm starting to lose my mind. Um, as you can tell, words are they're just not working anymore. Words are hard. They are hard. Um, yeah, we've I've been here. What 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 time did I get here? You're about I three, like four, three or four ish. Yeah. So I've been I've been here like five or six hours, and um, yeah, it was. We watched Frozen two or three times. And um, the second frozen, the second frozen, yeah. No, it was thank you, Disney, for adding that early. 
Mm-hmm. Which I think we mentioned in our last episode too. How many times we watched Frozen? So you know, mm-hmm. Frozen gets a lot of uh... Frozen two. Yeah, Frozen two. Sorry, Frozen two uh, gets a lot of shout outs on the show right now because Frozen two electric boogaloo. I have to specify Sorry. because Izzy's been asking me when the new Frozen would come out. For going on about two weeks now, I'd say every day she goes, "The new Frozen here yet?" And I say, "Nope." She goes. When are it going to be here? And I say, in a few months. And then when all the quarantining started, I was like, oh, she's going to ask me this all day, every day. I'm going to die. And I think Disney heard that from multiple parents, not just myself. And so they released it on Disney Plus two months early, which, thank you, Disney. Because I don't, I don't know what would have happened if my daughter kept asking me. I think I would have just like locked myself in my room and rocked, hitting my head against the wall. Well, quick, I, quick. Hang on, sorry. Shotgun answers. Favorite Frozen character, go. Oh, oh my gosh, Olaf. I'd say Olaf. Mine is Sven. You have very Sven characteristics. Yes, he, yeah, he, like, he doesn't talk much during the... During, well, uh, he doesn't talk at all. He's a moose. <laughs> He's a reindeer. He's a reindeer, that's oh, right. Yeah, but he like sings one of the songs, so... And he's, he's super funny. He makes me laugh. So I just... That's Kristoff. Kristoff's the one who talks for him. Do you like Kristoff? No, I like the moose. The reindeer. Whatever. <laughs> Somebody please. <laughs> Find a vaccine. Um, <laughs> we implore you. Yeah, I mean, because we can't... I do kind of want to take... My, my work has uh, now gotten um, really big disinfecting machines that look like uh, something from Ghostbusters. So if you ever wanted Ghostbusters in real life, I think we might take it to the park so that way um, Izzy can actually go to the park, just go in and disinfect everything. And the other one looks like um, a Stormtrooper gun and you spray it and disinfect everything. The only thing is uh, Stormtroopers never hit anything, so I feel like that would um, not... That's a, that's a Star Wars joke, Cat. <laughs> yeah. I've I've seen, like, two of the Star Wars, I think. Um, the only thing I can think about when you say that it looks like Ghostbusters, I'm just picturing uh, the the anti-child task force from Monsters, Inc. that, like, rush into the room and disinfect the monsters when a, oh. when a child touches them or when, like, the clothes touch them. Like, when the one guy comes out of the door and he's got a sock stuck to his back. So, like, they all rush out with their, like, Ghostbusters-y backpacks on and spray him down and shave him and... Make sure that none of the child touches him because children are lethal. Yeah. That's the plot of Monsters Inc. for you guys right there. <laughs> which, which that is actually really funny because when I just um, was with a, a friend of ours, Fern, who used to be a producer on the show, he uh, he works at Apple. And that's what he uh, he knew like right off the top of his head that the uh, code or whatever that they scream is a 2319. Yeah. There's 2319. There's a meme. 2319. Yes. There's a meme going around where they looked at COVID-19. Right. Oh my God. Go look it up. You can find COVID-19. it. If you talk. And, uh, and they did like the, uh, like the letters of the alphabet at 19 and then they somehow got to 2319. And, and so, um, he said that when he was working at Apple and handling people's phones, that's how he felt. He wanted there to be like a 2319 and then have like someone surround him with like a shower curtain and then just Which completely Which is a friendly PSA that even when the coronavirus passes, wash your fucking hands. 
and watch we, your yes. phones. We did this. We did this rant on on our, on the episode last week about the washing of your hands. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that that whole thing. I swear to God, everyone, my life will never be the same. I will never be able to live normally ever, ever again because I sat at work on Thursday just watching people walk by thinking how many of them before this virus came out never washed their hands. Oh, I'm sure there were so many who didn't. That's okay. Sorry to get distracted, but. Richie's showing me the, the COVID-19, 2319 thing, um, which I had a different friend who showed that you can rearrange the letters in the word Corona to raccoon. So it becomes raccoon city. So he's like, convinced it's all a mass conspiracy too. <laughs> As you can tell, like people are, for, for a society that talks about how much we like to stay inside all the time, we're always like, I just want to Netflix and chill. I just want to sit on my couch, eat pizza and watch Netflix. And we're not handling being required to sit I on our couch, it. eat I pizza and watch it. Netflix. We're not handling it very well. No. And and it's funny because like it's taken for those of us that like have to go to work, like what it's what's occurred to me is like, so for my weekend, I'm supposed to just be like at home and not doing like any of the fun things that I, I enjoy. Like, um, but then I'm supposed to still go to work, which kind of sucks because then your, your life then fully develops around work. And uh, luckily I got to come here and hang out with you guys and, and whatnot. And I, I have been enjoying doing, you know, doing certain things around my house, but I mean like, you can only avoid doing laundry and dishes for so long. And then you like see them and you're like, damn, I've got to do these. And <laughs> then you just start doing work around the house. And you're like, this sucks because everyone knows that if you are in your house long enough, you cannot avoid the work. The only way you can avoid doing work in your house is to leave your house. And when you're, you can't leave your house, how do you avoid? You can't work? put it off anymore. Exactly. Exactly. So this has just led to me actually doing shit I needed to do at my house. That's been me. I did a load and a half of laundry this morning. I need to do the second one. I put it in the washer and haven't started it yet. I vacuumed. I vacuumed the rug under the under our feet right now because uh, my daughter had eaten a cookie on it. So it was covered in crumbs. I cleaned our room. I cleaned all of her clothes. I folded them. I washed the dishes. I disinfected every surface. Now my daughter keeps doing it too, um, but now it's it's been it's been absolutely terrible. I'm as somebody who, like I said, I don't like to go outside unless it's to go for a run. I hate this. I'm crawl like I'm crawling up the walls. But but I do appreciate that they've said, you know, you don't need to unless you're in full like self like self elected isolation or quarantine. You don't have to limit contact with the entire world. You just pick a few people that you trust. And I'm glad that we are one of those people for you. I hope we're the only ones, though, because you, you've hit your max, I think. There's three of us here. <laughs> uh, I, I did. Surprise. It, it was kind of funny because the other day I did. Um, I know that before it was like told that you have to like keep six feet away from everyone. I was... Uh, I, I gave some friends hugs and my boyfriend had said like, oh, well, maybe we shouldn't be like touching each other. And I go, 
well, uh, I know that he has good hygiene. I know that he has good hygiene. I know that he has good hygiene. I was like, all these other people, I don't know about them. They need to stay away from me. And I am not trusting that. Like, it's just, it, you, it brings everyone's hygiene into question. And I really don't trust people. I'm a little bit of a germaphobe, though. I will admit to that. And I will say that it has paid off for me because while everyone else was running around for the hand sanitizer, I had two in my office already. <laughs> and I was, and I already, as it is, I go and sit in my office. And even if I'm just typing on my own keyboard, I still like put hand sanitizer on like every so often because I'm like, I don't know what's on my keyboard. And I'm the only person that touches my keyboard, but I still have that weary thought. So better safe than sorry. That's what I say. Corey also brought us a roll of toilet paper, which oh, is nice. She's the she's the true MVP here since uh we used to have a Costco sized package. It was like one of those massive ones and it lasted probably about six and a half months. And then when it ran out, I was like, all right, I'm gonna buy one of those like eight packs because I shamelessly use my parents' Costco account and they're they were supposed to visit sometime in the next month or so. Who knows when that will happen? Um and so I bought like an eight count and then everybody bought the rest of the toilet paper in the state. And I was like, we're down to four rolls. This is bad. <laughs> so if you are a toilet paper hoarder, by the way, shame on you. Yeah. Uh, don't do that. Maybe, maybe call around your neighborhood, see if there are any senior citizens that need it, because I know that they are having a very tough time right now because they're not supposed to be out in public and they can't find toilet paper anywhere. And if I'm making you feel bad about yourself, good. <laughs> yeah, no, like I, I literally called it gold when I walked in. I was like, I've brought you gold. You did. Because and that is what it's become to at this point. Um, I had never been so disappointed as when I saw someone had like TP'd someone's uh, like bushes out in front of their house. Oh, They're, that's like, a flex right there. They were like, oh, someone um, uh, flaunting their wealth. <sighs> And I was like, what has this world come to where our wealth will be off of toilet paper? Like where we're trading toilet paper um, as money. And that is a whole world I don't want to be living in. And because it's very sad that that is what it has come to. And also the fact of our ingenuity, the fact that people can't figure out like other ways of taking care of that besides toilet paper like it's not like we always everybody yeah paper. everybody should get a bidet like that's what it, we i had the longest conversation <laughs> about bidets that i would ever think that i would have in my life but that is what like our our friend fern uh -huh. he was like i don't get why we're not like europe and we don't have bidets and then there was only one other person scotty who had said that um he'd ever used a bidet and and he was on the no side and Fern was on the yes side. And now it, he was making like economically friendly mentions and all these things. And now I don't know. I don't know. Like what is the best way to go about this? I've never used a bidet. I've never, but I heard they're great. So I, uh, but now it's, I think putting it all into question is as Americans, should we have bidets? Which you can go on Amazon. You can buy one that you can like attach to your toilet and like retrofit it. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. This is too much. Genius. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about the whole thing, but I just, I don't. I um, like people need some Jesus in their lives. Yes. It's We're talking about bidets this much. 
It's it's um I don't want to hear about what people do in the bathroom. That's why I'm so deeply uncomfortable hearing all this about bidets and toilet paper. Like that should be that's like your sacred place. That's like like for religious people, that's like your place of prayer. That's your me time. <laughs> and now like we all keep talking about toilet paper and bidets and I don't know. Yeah. It deeply upset me. No, and like uh for I don't know if you've watched it yet. There's a episode of Rick and Morty where that's what he yes yeah he has in his own planet and then somebody goes and uses it yeah and it and it deeply upsets him when someone uses it because that's his like self reflection time that's just for him and he doesn't want anyone to even know about that toilet. <laughs> so I I'm kind of deeply connecting with that now that we have all of the uh, toilet paper issues. Um, so I, I think we have learned actually more about the people around us than we ever wanted to, including their um, bathroom habits and their hand-washing habits. And, like, anywhere you go, like, I I went to – I was convinced by some people to go out um, on Friday and, and get drinks. I thought this place was going to be empty. It's not like a bar. It was just, it was a mellow mushroom. So it was like at a table by itself and everything. They're taking precautions. Um, I know that because I'd read their uh, COVID-19 email before. (laughs) I I am a germaphobe, people. (laughs) Um, And so I had gone, I had washed my hands before I left, but then I had wanted to wash my hands again before I touched the food. So I went to the bathroom to wash my hands. I literally got stared down by a lady who didn't think I rubbed the soap on my hands long enough. So she put her hands up with where she was rubbing the soap on and stared at me and rubbed her hands near me. I have never felt so uncomfortable before. That's very weird. And yeah, I, that's super weird. And I don't like people in my personal space anyways, but I'm like, lady, unless you are sitting at my table eating my food, why do you care? <laughs> and I'm like, in the 20 seconds that they tell you to like sing a song. Yeah, let it go. Let it go. Oh God, yeah. no! Yeah. We're not going back to frozen Someone again. Did my neck, my back, and I thought that one was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, that's why you. There's a lot of good songs that you can sing through it, but like um, the most generic being "Happy Birthday." But um, I was like, I almost want to turn to her and be like, "It's for when your hands are underneath the water, not when you're rubbing the soap on your hands." <laughs> but yeah, so that was my my really fun experience. <laughs> You can also the um, the the washing thing. My favorite one that I saw was that you could do it to the jail Mary, which is which was my favorite one. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. The, oh god, you guys are the worst. Never mind. I'm not, even, <laughs> not even gonna tell you. You know that we're the worst, though. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys don't get my ASU football references. For oh. for a small break from uh, oh wait, speaking of which, the the March sadness. There was a. There was a video going around about a um, there was a mascot sitting in an empty state basketball stadium, and they just zoomed in on him, and it said "March Sadness." Played sad music. This was one of the funniest things I've ever seen out there. <laughs> he just sat by himself. They just zoomed in on him sitting in an empty stadium. But <laughs> um, heartbreaking. But I don't know if you still have it up or not. But going back to hockey for a second, um, what? Were you reading earlier that said about 24? Oh, so Igor Aronko, he's a he's a KHL correspondent. Um, I believe he's based out of Moscow. Um, 
and he's he's fairly in tune with things. I know he's he's fairly close with a handful of agents. Um, he reported earlier that there have been talks of a potential twenty four team play in if the season is able to start back up, which obviously there's no guarantee of that. Um, like we talked about in the last episode, I think that the fact that there's a minimum of eight weeks before anything's going to be able to start back up again, I, I don't necessarily know if that's even going to be possible. The, the eight weeks, I think it's going to end up being longer than that. Uh, the CDC is recommending no groups of more than 50 people for eight weeks. Um, we've been seeing people very blatantly disregarding that still. Um, so I think it's going to get pushed longer than eight weeks. I think we're probably going to be pushing into at the very least June. Um, so, but if, if that happens, it would be a 2014 plan um, to get to the playoffs and then probably an abbreviated playoff, um, which 24 teams, the Coyotes do fall in that because they're just outside that, that playoff window as of the moment, um, which which would be kind of neat. Um, team would be well rested unless they get coronavirus. Um, <laughs> like he just dropped that in there, you know, un- unless they get infected. But yeah, I I don't know how feasible it is, but it's it's a nice thought it, at the very least. If if Igor is hearing about it, um, it means that somebody has brought it up, whether it's an agent, um, or like a a player representative. Um, it's possible that one of the agents he talks to represents one of the players who works with the NHL Players Association committee. There's a a handful of players that serve as representatives for that. And one of them may have heard, either heard that or posted as a possibility. So there's no guarantee that it's even being seriously considered, but it means that at least somebody's brought it up, which even if it's not super realistic, I think it's always nice to give people a little bit of hope there. And it it would mean that we would get summer hockey, which um, is it's exciting and spicy. <laughs> it's exciting and spicy. I mean, in Arizona, it's amazing because it means that you can go to a nice ice cold rink when it is like 122 outside. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's always beautiful here. Um, I mean, and then too, uh, all of the snowbirds will definitely be gone. So, uh, traffic to the rink. Oh, well, I forget you guys are literally right across the street, so it doesn't bother you. You're not supposed to give away where we live. We're going to come find <laughs> us now. There's a lot of apartments here. If they find us, then. You have talked before about how you could literally walk to the yeah, arena. Yeah, that's true. So if I'm giving it away, <laughs> then you've given it away a very long time uh-huh, ago. Uh-huh, I did. But, I, did. I mean, we're... We still have the right carpet for the ladies that want to self-quarantine with you. So yeah, come on down. if they know about the area where you live, they can decide whether they want to self-quarantine over here or not. Come on down. Come on down. Like Price is Right It's style. like the Price is Right. You are the next contestant on the Richie Flores quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So quickly, my thoughts on the 2014 playoff. They should do that anyway. Like just starting next season. Get rid of the the way they have it now, where it's only sixteen Aww. teams, twenty four teams every year. Because what here's what happens: you get a lot of like one game playoffs, kind of like baseball has it, where they have the wild card game aimed to just get in, like the Diamondbacks when they were playing the Rockies, and there's just one game, and it's insane, it's incredible. Because the best thing about the NHL playoffs is elimination games. It's like you, that game seven type of atmosphere 
that's how the NHL grows their base of people beyond just the amount of people that watch games because you get on people's radar when you're in, in elimination games. You're like, oh, dude, there's an elimination game in the NHL playoffs. That's awesome because that's what people – like they'll, they will tune in intentionally to watch a game seven of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And if they can create that atmosphere more often by having those playing games and there would be, you know, however many – there would be those eight teams kind of trying to work their way into the to that – to the playoffs or whatever, it'd be great. So I love it. The more teams, I'm for playoff expansion in every sport. I'm glad the NFL is doing it coming up this next season. Uh, Cause last season that first of all, that meant that the Rams would have gotten in the playoffs because they were the seventh seed last year. And they, Oh, now the truth comes out. Yeah. I, I think that modeling anything after baseball is always a bad idea. There's no sport that does their regular season playoffs worse than baseball does. The only time that people really do pay attention to baseball, though, is during the playoffs. They get very this people get very into playoff baseball. It's very funny because everyone will make fun of it until it becomes playoff baseball, and then it's like you know, 18 innings, and they're still staying up at like 3:45 in the morning well, when they got to go to work at six. So here's the thing. Baseball, including playoff baseball, is the only it's the only sport that you can not pay attention during the regular season, casually watch it during the playoffs while reading a book, hanging out with other people, doing other things, and not really miss anything or get confused. Mm-hmm. Like baseball is a super slow pace of play. You don't get confused by which player is in possession of the puck or the ball or anything like that because it's one at a time. <laughs> so, like, you can't really screw it up. You have enough time to Google the players if you haven't watched for the rest of the year. So it's, like, an easy way to cheer for a team for your hometown without having to cheer for them during the 6,000-game regular season. And, like... And you can watch those 18 inning games while doing other things. And you're not going to miss anything super huge. Because if you do, like, there's there's a replay for it. Have you told Iz that the Astros are big, big cheaters yet? I haven't even told her that they lost the World Series. She still thinks that they won. For for the listeners, um, my parents live in Houston, Texas. And uh, so I, I went to high school there. And one of my very good friends from high school lives in downtown Houston, lifelong Houston Astros fan so she took my daughter to her first MLB game this year and she took her to see the Astros and the Angels and super fun game it went to 10 innings I wanted to leave after four um my daughter and my friend stayed for the whole thing cheering they were like they were super hyped my daughter started telling everyone around us the rules of baseball as she was learning them like lecturing people that sounds all right yeah became a huge Jose Altuve fan um, and then during the playoffs was obviously like super into it. Cause, cause it was the Astros and she had this cheer, like go Astros. And she didn't get to stay up to watch game seven. So the next day I think was Halloween. And she was like, when are the Astros going to win? And I was like, well, we'll see. <laughs> and so She's convinced that they won the World Series because I don't have the, like, 
when when the Carolina Hurricanes were eliminated from the playoffs last year, when I told her, her face was so heartbroken. Like I think I tweeted out a video and she was just like devastated. She'd been cheering for the Hurricanes and so I didn't want to tell her. I didn't I didn't want to see that sad face. And so she literally had me dress up as Carlos Correa for Halloween because that's the jersey that we had. And so the day after the Astros lost the World Series, I had to go trick or treating with her, telling people not to tell her that they had that they had lost. So I was getting made fun of by every single parent on the block. Um, it was it was a bad time. It was a really bad time for me. But I just I haven't found a way to tell her that they lost, much less cheated their way to anything. So she's still convinced that they're like a stand up team that won the World Series this year. <laughs> By by the time she's old enough to understand all of this, though, it'll all have blown over in some capacity. Everyone's really she'll pissed. be able to cheer for the perennially rebuilding Diamondbacks at that point. So she'll know true sadness by that point. <laughs> the, yeah, that's it. Again, we can't have nice things. No, no, it's no, just... no. But but sorry, we ha- we can have nice socks though. Oh, we can have nice socks. You can replace your. Dirty, gross, terrible socks by going to um, southernscholar.com and using our code THPN. And when you use that, you will get our discount and you can get some nice, silky socks on. And um, not unlike having silky mitts on the ice, you can feel nice and cozy while you were being quarantined and you know still feel a little fancy even if you're not going out yeah i love mine i have them here i wear them from time to time i have a pair of red ones that are great we're giving we're giving away a march box if you send like Corey mentioned if you send us pictures of your holy socks we're going to give a march box away if you go to southernscholar.com, you know that promo code THPN, you get $5 off of your order. You could either get their monthly subscription box or you can shop, you know, socks individually. Southernscholar.com, great socks. Go buy them. Stay safe, everyone. Wash your hands. Be sanitary. All that fun stuff. And uh, we'll talk to you next episode. Bye, everybody.